I confess to you, I don't know much about vines and vineyards. Uh, about all I know is driving from Stonewall to Fredericksburg. Whatever happened to the peach orchards there? What, what? They've all become vineyards. What? Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. The, the vineyard and the vine has been an important symbol for me. This is a stole that I had made for me while I was in seminary many years ago. Uh, in seminary, we were given a blank piece of cloth and then we were asked to put a symbol of our faith on it. And I chose the symbol of the vine, as you see from uh, John's Gospel, the 15th chapter. Kathy up here was the one who did the needlework on this. This is before we were engaged. And I tell people, because she did this, we had to get married. <laughs> it's pretty, huh? Yeah. So. This is about all I know about vines and vineyards. You don't have to know a whole lot. Get this, Jesus is the vine, we're the branches. And there's two takeaways. If, if you buy into this concept that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches, here's the first one. Apart from him, he says, you can do nothing. And here's the second. In him, he says, you can bear much good fruit. Take away these two things from this message this day. Apart from him, you can do nothing. In him, you can bear much good fruit. Apart from, me, apart from him, you can do nothing. So I need to talk to you about the all-church spring retreat that we had last weekend. I know some of you were there. Some of you didn't get to go out there, but it was gorgeous. Banks of the Guadalupe River, nice weather, hilltops, just beautiful views, and the people were just about the best of all. And on Friday night, I would have gone for the retreat just for Friday night. Can we see that slide here? Oh, we had a campfire, and people were cooking marshmallows, some of them crispier than others. <laughs> some of them like it that way, I don't know. But they use it to make s'mores, you know, and get the chocolate and the graham crackers and make s'mores. And we were singing around the campfire. Frank was playing his guitar, and we were singing, Country roads take me home. And oh, it was gorgeous, just lovely. I would have gone for Friday night alone because I saw people unhook from all of their devices. We didn't have Wi-Fi there. <laughs> no cell phone coverage there. And it was wonderful to get unhooked, unconnected. Because here's the thing, all of us, in this community, suffer from over-functioning. We try to do too much. We are crazy, busy, and sometimes we have forgotten just to connect with God, to be in the presence of God, to be playful. I loved it that little children, they were over here and they were finding pill bugs and moths, and it was, they just filled up their time with play and they reconnected with God. Some adults, I think, were finding pill bugs too. But anyhow, it's, this is the thing. We try to do too much on our own and we forget to stay connected with God. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Is it any wonder that as individuals or as a community, we get so exhausted sometimes because we try to do it all on our own. I have a story from Fred Craddock. He's this uh, wonderful Disciples of Christ pastor, theologian, uh, writer of books, uh, 
seminary teacher, and I'm reading his stories, uh, Fred Craddock's stories, and he was talking about the time that he was preaching at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. You may have heard of this church. It was the church where Martin Luther King Sr. and Martin Luther King Jr. preached. It is a high steeple church. It is, you know, it's, this is not a, a throwaway kind of assignment to go and preach there. He was getting up to preach, and he walked up. It was that time in the service. He, they asked him to read his own scripture, so he, he had the Bible in his hand. It was open to Mark's gospel, the eighth chapter. He was just about to start when behind him, the current pastor of the church, a man named Joe Roberts, he started singing. He started singing. I feel much better now that I've laid my burdens down. And he was singing, and some of his associates started singing up on the stage, and then the choir picked it up, and then the musicians started picking it up, and then the whole congregation picked it up, and here's Fred Craddock with his Bible in his hand. He's wondering, I, I thought I was in charge. I thought I was supposed to preach now. And then there's all these people around me singing, and then he goes, well, I'm up here standing. I better start singing. So he started singing. He started clapping his hands. And other people in the congregation started clapping their hands. Finally, after several moments when it just built to a peak, the, the pastor, he just got up and he quieted him down. And, and then Fred Craddock said, you know, after that, I could preach for hours. After the service was over, Fred Craddock, he goes up to the current pastor, Joe Roberts, and he said, you know, I, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I was expecting to get up there and read my scripture and preach my sermon. He said, what happened there? Joe Roberts said, well, one of my so associates leaned over to me. He said, this boy's going to need some help. <laughs> we forget this, church. We need some help. Sometimes as a church, we say, you know, if we just read the right book, if we just go to the latest workshop, if we just learn the latest technique, then we'll bring in the kingdom of God. People's lives will be changed, and we have cut ourselves off. We have become disconnected from our source, the vine, Jesus. I didn't hear any amens, but I mean, huh? you know what I'm talking about. In the passage, it says, by George, literally, that's what it says, by George. Anybody named George here? Anybody? We got George. That is the name of the vine dresser. That is the Greek word for the vine dresser here. We get that word in English from, directly from the Greek. By George, it says, by God, the vine dresser, he trims us, he prunes us. By Catherine, as the other word in Greek, he said he cleanses us. That's the word for cleanse. Both of those words are right here. That is God's job in our life. Have you felt that? Have you felt that pruning? Do you know a little bit about that as individuals, as a congregation? Ooh, Healthy Church Initiative. <laughs> Ouch. It's not always easy to endure the love of God who says, I want you to bear much good fruit, so I'm going to take you and I'm going to prune you so that you can bear more fruit. I'm going to remove, if you see my little thing, I'm going to remove these places that need to be removed so that you can bear more fruit. Where in your life has that happened? Where in the life of this church has that been happening? God's love for us, trying to reconnect us with the source of our life in Jesus Christ. By George. <laughs> the second part is, in him we can bear 
much good fruit. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. One of the traditional ways that we know that we are bearing fruit for Christ is that disciples are being made. Followers of Jesus are coming through the community. Let's see, we have a vision statement in this congregation. What's that vision statement? How's that go? Just four words. It's... Uh, Oh, good. Thank you. Some of you know it. Wonderful. This is, this is what we're about, to bear that kind of fruit. I read a little bit about this passage this past week, and there, the word fruit is used 55 times in the New Testament. One of those classic passages about other ways of understanding the fruit that we are to bear comes from Galatians, the fifth chapter, verses 22 and the first part of 23. If we can see that up on the screen here, I'd love for you to read this out loud with me. Ready? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you see on my little stole here, those are those words in Greek on this side that I understand that sometimes <sighs> Christ will produce fruit, fruit through me and through the community. I have seen that. This is our goal as followers of Christ, as community that's called the body of Christ to produce this kind of fruit. I've seen this with this confirmation class. Can we give them a hand here right now? Can we just do this? Yeah. They, no. They have became a community of faith. They are the ones that worked together and, and for many months learned more about the faith and made decisions for Christ. But they're the ones that wrote this liturgy and are leading us in worship this day. They had a beautiful example of this producing fruit at their confirmation retreat. It was at uh, Diane's Lake House, your parents' lake house out there. And so that first night on Friday night, we were sitting out on the porch and it was dark. And this is what I saw. They came together and they said, uh, let's pretend we're producing something. And what do we produce? We're going to produce jewelry. Am I right? It was with diamonds and what were the other stones? Rhinestones. Okay, diamonds and rhinestones. And this person said, well, I'll be the CEO. And this person said, oh, I want to be the vice president. And, and this person, I want to be the assistant to the vice president. And I, I want to be in charge of gathering the materials and getting all the resources. And I'll do security. And I want to work on the floor putting things together. And someone said, well, let's, let's go off and um, come up with a clothing, clothing line. No, 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 no. We want to stay focused on our goal. We're only going to produce jewelry. This is on the back porch of Friday night retreat. I loved it. That is a beautiful example of what Jesus is saying here, that we don't work independently. We work interdependently. We need one another. We are these branches. We hold up one another, and we produce more fruit because we are connected not just with Christ, but with one another. This whole passage is a passage about y'all. It's another one of those great things that we don't capture well in English except in Texas. All of those, all of those yous in this passage are you alls. Y'all will produce much good fruit. When you pray, when you come together, when you stay connected with me, Jesus says, y'all do that. We lift each other up. We produce good fruit in Christ.
One last example here, and it again is from the retreat, not the confirmation retreat, but the other retreat, the all-church retreat that we were just on last week, weekend. If we can show that slide, please. We had a, a terrific time, and, and we cooked our own meals, and we cleaned up our own meals. I hope that was a sense of community that we developed because we, we did that together. So this was uh, on, on the back of the lawn of this uh, Nicholas Place and that long picnic table. So on Saturday night, we had this lovely meal, and there was a barbecue and salads, and, but they had these wonderful homemade rolls. They're just lovely rolls. Um, so I'd finished my meal, and I was walking around, and, and one of the children, her name is Anna, came up to me with her roll. And she goes, Pastor Lynn, Pastor Lynn. I go, yeah. She said, this is the bread broken for you. Ah, <laughs> oh, it was great on Friday night. It got better Saturday night. And I said to Anna, do you want to do that someday? And she said, yes. <laughs> We're producing fruit <laughs> as a community. Children, youth, adults are getting it. <laughs> Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. In him, we bear much good fruit. Friends, that's the good news I have to share with you this day. Amen. Amen.